What's up, everybody? You are tuned in to The Elves Call with The Elves Herd. My name is Scout, a.k.a. The Rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, a.k.a. Do You Even Elves? And we also have Luna, as always. <laughs> Game day, Luna. <laughs> and today we're extremely excited to feature you guys as our special guest. Today, we're going to be doing our fan forum format. Uh, so we're going to be talking with the live viewers. We're going to be taking in uh, everybody from the live chat. And we're also going to be welcoming you guys onto the show if you want. You guys can come right into the Elks Herd with us, uh, right into the Elks Call with the Herd, and uh, join the show. <laughs> so um, we're going to go through the show here. Uh, this week, the Elks are taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We're 0-8, going into week 10. Uh, game number nine for the Edmonton Elks. So, unfortunately, uh, you know, it doesn't look exactly the greatest, but there's still optimism. We got Trey Ford in there, right? Yep. So, we're going to talk about that here in a bit. <laughs> um, so, today we're going to reflect uh, also on the changes this week, and then we're going to open up our fan forum. So, we're going to invite you guys to blow up the chat. Uh, invite you to come onto the show if you really want. Uh, big shout out to Steve Benassi in the chat. We see you out there. <laughs> um, and then we're going to talk uh, in that fan form. We're obviously going to talk about the hot topics right now. So the quarterback change, um, the attendance, uh, friend of the show, John, John Kirby had mentioned uh, the attendance. So we're actually going to bring that topic in. Um, and then after that, we're going to give you the Edmonton sports update give you a rundown on uh, a couple of things that have happened recently with Edmonton sports. And then we're going to actually tell you a little bit more about ourselves. <laughs> um, this is the Elks Herd special, I guess. <laughs> so you guys are joining the herd. We want you guys to come into the show as well. So uh, if you want to join the show, give us a DM on Twitter. We're getting the notifications, obviously, or go ahead and say it in the chat. Uh, let us know in the chat that you'd like to join. Uh, we'll have you on for a couple minutes and you can actually discuss these topics with us. Um, so, yeah. So, Catherine, lead yeah. us away with the changes this week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we usually have our segment of, um, you know, talking about the game last week, but we didn't have that. We were in a nice little bye week, which <laughs> means that we didn't get to lose this week. And it was great. Yeah. So, <laughs> no losses. There is, there is no updates on that end, but we did see some changes that will affect tomorrow's game so let's talk about those we did see one release which was canadian uh, mario Villamisa. i'm gonna say it <laughs> the way that it's supposed to be it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fullback canadian fullback uh we did see him being released yeah um couple of injuries we do have tanner green uh fullback out with a hamstring injury as well as gino lewis still out yeah, and as per Dave Campbell on 630 Chad, Dave Campbell had indicated that these two gentlemen may be coming back for next game. Uh, you know, the game after the Winnipeg game would be um, Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. yeah. So that would be really, really big to have them back for that one. And then mm -hmm. I believe at the end of August, we also have a, a, a home game against the Ottawa Red Blacks. So a little bit of a challenge here <laughs> to come back from the bye but there is hope after those after that one game for those next two games following there is hope that yeah 
the Edmonton Elks may pick up some steam. And it all starts with this game against the Winnipeg yeah, Blue Bombers. Because we also have a receiver, Manny Arsenault, coming back. And, of course, defensive back, Ed Gainey. So those are two huge, huge returns. Um, definitely a game that we would need them for. <laughs> yes. If we even stand a little bit of a chance. So. Yep. Well, yeah. and I... Exactly, like you said, if we stand a little bit of a chance, I mean, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, there's a really good chance that we get uh, get rolled by them, but you probably have some players to watch in this one, so. Yeah. Uh, well, for myself, I would say uh, Dylan Mitchell. Yeah. Who I know loves playing against the Bombers, so that that is definitely a plus, and I know that he will be Ford's main target out there with Trey Ford coming back. So um, his stats make him a really good player to watch. I know he has over 100 yards receiving mm -hmm. and scored touchdowns with receptions each game of at least 59 yards. So those are all stats that make him a really, really good player to watch and see see how that chemistry works, right? Now that we're going to have a new quarterback, yeah. you know, that's... Well, and Dylan yeah. Mitchell, of note to that, right? Dylan Mitchell actually had chemistry with Ford last year. Oh, Justice Smoke in the chat. What's up, Justice Smoke? Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, Trey Ford had chemistry with mm -hmm. Dylan Mitchell last year. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they might be getting right back to something that they started last year, right? And Dylan Mitchell's hungry this year. Dylan Mitchell is definitely a hungry guy. So. He already, you know, walked into the season saying, "I want a thousand yard season. Mm -hmm. I want, I want, I want, a, I want a two thousand yard season." Like he was trying <laughs> to go hard, right off the top. So, if if Trey Ford comes in and can get him the ball, definitely a, a huge player to watch for this next game. Definitely, and I mean, for somebody that also has something to prove, we also have Manny Arsenault, right, That's coming back, helping the offense because we all know that the offense needs a little bit of help <laughs> and. He definitely is the person to do that. And, you know, as per the Edmonton Elks website, we did see this. Uh, he is a CFL West All-Star that yeah. he just needs 34 receiving yards to become the 30th player in CFL history to join the 9,000 receiving yard club. Okay, so, so he is, that is very obtainable in the he, next game. Yes, and he, he also... He's two touchdown receptions from becoming the 30th player in the league history to have 60 touchdown catches. Okay. And he is closing in on cracking the top 20 for the most receptions all time. So he has some goals. <laughs> he has something to prove. He has, you know, stats that he wants to get. So I think we're going to see some really good uh, games for him. Well, exactly. And with him having milestones right around the corner, you know he's going to perform for those milestones. Now, on the subject of Manny Arsenal, it's very interesting because what we what we saw today on Twitter was somebody was really really questioning. Um, somebody was really really questioning what Manny, Manny Arsenal is going to bring, right? Mm -hmm. And what we know and what we saw was that he's a blocker. He's going to be able to block. He's going to be able to to catch the ball, obviously. Steady hands. I think there was at some point last year where he was the best receiver on the team because of his performance. Yeah. So Manny Arsenal is definitely a big one to watch. Yeah, I'm excited. No, I'm definitely totally. excited. So 
we'll see. I mean, we'll get more into our expectations for next game in a little bit. But I think for for me, those would be my two players to watch. Yep. No, well, and I mean, I guess I can go ahead and say the obvious in Trey Ford. Trey Ford is the the one player to watch, right? With Trey Ford, we know that he's going to be coming into a Jarius Jackson brand new, fresh offense. He's in a brand new scenario and a brand new, he's going to be uh, taking different play calls. They're doing play designing. They're restructuring that offense under Jarius Jackson. And with that, you have Jarius Jackson trying to make an offense geared towards Trey Ford. So we're starting to see something different and something that we haven't seen for the last while in which, you know, with the McAdoo offense, or as we said, the McAdon't offense uh, <laughs> uh, at times it was, it was coined. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, we're going to see something that we have not seen in a while. And I'm really hoping that we see a new playbook. I'm hoping that we see installs. I'm hoping that we see fresh, fresh, fresh offense yeah no more run first offense i mean we've seen the run first offense for so long now without that o-line you have to restructure that that offense right so that's a big one and then luches purifoy i think luches purifoy if i'm gonna go ahead and name a second player luches purifoy has been lights out in most of his games i believe that luch is definitely a cog on that defense i think he's one of the one of the biggest players in the game out there for the edmonton elks right now so luchas purifoy definitely want to see him uh ball out in this game i'm not going to say that there's going to be a tsn turning point or a key to the game or anything like that because we're going into a very tough game against the winnipeg blue bombers (laughs) over here in the chat steven nassi hey with ford starting and us having nothing to lose who knows? That's <laughs> very true. Very true, right? We're we're talking about something that we have not seen yet, which is the Jarius Jackson offense fully taking control mm-hmm. with a Trey Ford at the helm. We so, have absolutely nothing to lose. It's almost like pre. <laughs> it's almost like uh, regular season game one, mm-hmm. except we're handicapped by around like three or four wins. So, yeah. uh, man, Steve also said I enjoyed watching Ford last year, and then he got hurt. Yeah, I mean that's that's football, right? Um, our good friend Jamin, Jamin has been, you know, absolutely crushing it for the last while without injury. Yes, and he at was, a year and a half, he was definitely another player to watch, right? I mean, when it yes. came to that position, and it's just very unfortunate when a lot of these injuries happen so early in the season as well. Yeah, very, very frustrating. You never want to see your team get decimated, especially when you're already down by however many losses. Yeah. You know, you're already you're you're already behind the eight ball. So when all of a sudden now we're seeing injuries, it's insult to injury, really. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it's it's good to see it's good to see us get healthy at this time where we need to reinvigorate this team completely. Yeah, but it it actually comes in a really good time, right? So a lot of the guys that were out for a few games, they were on the six-game injury list. They didn't necessarily get to play in the team that was playing out there in the field. So now that things are starting to change up in the top, you know, with a different office coordinator, then 
who knows, right? Now now you have a new team, a new invigorated yep. team. You have, like you say, hopefully new installs, hopefully new plays, something not so predictable yeah. with healthy, you know, guys coming back, hungry for it. So should be should be exciting. Totally. And we're really hoping that the team is coming in hungry for this one, right? You got a bunch of fans that are upset right now. <laughs> you have nothing but memes there's lack of memes we can't even make memes right now to support <laughs> what the elks are doing on the field right so well, we, we can probably... we can but then we're going against our against own brand no you are correct Catherine. <laughs> so let's dig into the fan forum let's start it up let's open up the chat line here we're going to talk about a couple of topics. This is our new segment called the Fan Forum. So we're going to talk about these topics surrounding the Edmonton Elks, and our live listeners will get to chime in on each topic that we discuss. So I guess we'll dig right in. Uh, make sure everybody comments to in the live chat after we ask a question, and we'll look at the chat after the two of us have an answered. Um, as well, if you would like to join the show, as a uh, live guest, definitely let us know in the chat. Send us a DM on Twitter and we will get you the link. All right. So our first topic is on the change at starting quarterback. The same thing that we've been talking about for a minute now. <laughs> yeah. That's the talk of the town. That's the talk of the town. <laughs> it's been the talk of CFL, Twitter, mm -hmm. social media. Everybody hashtag free Trey Ford. Welcome, John yes. Kirby, uh -huh. to the chat. All right, guys. So with Trey Ford coming in at probably one of the toughest times for a starting quarterback, especially somebody that has not got any starting reps yet in the regular season, fans have been saying that this is setting Trey Ford up for failure. Okay. So fans are saying that Trey Ford has been set up for failure going into this scenario against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, <laughs> right? So everybody has said, or, you know, a lot of people on Twitter have said, free Trey Ford, free Trey Ford, get Trey Ford out there on the field. What have you got to lose? The Edmonton Elks went ahead, they put Trey Ford in. <laughs> now people are saying that Trey Ford is being hung out to dry. Just so, can't win. Yeah, exactly. So fans are actually believing that Trey Ford is being set up for failure in a scheduled loss scenario, which would be against the contender Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What do you think about the call to start Trey Ford in this scenario? I'm actually very torn, you know, because I have been torn about this Trey Ford scenario right from the beginning. I think I made it pretty clear in past episodes as well as to how I feel about that, right? Because we haven't seen I we haven't seen enough of Trey Ford. Right. We have not seen exactly what it is that he can do. Um when he actually he got a he got his time to shine and he shone and he made some fantastic plays and then unfortunately he was injured. So first of all we don't know how that injury has affected him in the mm -hmm. long run. Maybe that could be one of the reasons why he actually hadn't gone in because he was perhaps a little bit hesitant, right? After, and you've seen it with a lot of these guys. You see Aaron Grimes, that he started practicing again. He was on the, you know, he started going out there in the field and he got re-injured. 
sure, for somebody that is as young as Trey Ford, that he's just starting his career, he might be a little hesitant about going all out when he suffered a really bad injury because he doesn't want to aggravate it. He doesn't want to make it worse and then have his career completely end so early. Right. So that's one of the things that I have thought about that maybe that's why he's not going all out. Maybe that's why Chris Jones said that he wasn't ready. Yeah. Maybe he was putting that little bit of pressure in himself and kind of holding himself back because he doesn't want to get re-injured. That being said, now he's being put in a situation that he can show what he's got. So I personally don't believe that he's being set up for, you know, as for failure or anything like that. He signed up for this. This is his job. Yeah. This is his time to shine. Unfortunately, the circumstances are if one person is not performing in your team, hey, you're up. Right. We're paying you to do your job. That's bottom line. Now it's his turn. Right. So whether it is being thrown into the wolves or, you know, if they expect something like failure, well, that's that perhaps shouldn't be the mentality that he himself should be going into it with, because otherwise it's just not going to be successful. Right. Um, but I think it just had to be it was a necessary it was a necessary change. Yeah, and I would agree with that because Trey Ford, and you bring up a really good point. I'm happy that you brought that up. Maybe he does have a little bit of trepidation over, or sorry, a little bit of, uh, yeah, trepidation, right? He He's very, very hesitant to, to make it in. <clears throat> Maybe because of his injury last year, he doesn't want to go through this scenario again, right? That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I I know what it, that's kind of like being a dirt biker. I one of my favorite hobbies when I actually get a chance to is to go dirt biking. Now, once you get in an injury or you you injure yourself on your dirt bike, you suddenly look at things a little bit differently, and suddenly you're not so gung ho to take a jump or to do a wheelie or to do certain things, right? Now, on the flip side of that, Trey Ford is indeed paid to do a job. And if you want to be the starting quarterback, and if you really want to grab the elk by the horns. Oh, wow. (laughs) If you really want to grab the elk by the horns here, Trey Ford is going to go in and do the best that he possibly can to get the team a win. Now, that's not saying that every other quarterback that has been in has not done that. Right? The difference is now we're talking about an offense that is designed by Jarius Jackson, not an offense that's designed by Stephen McAdoo. We don't know what we're going to see. Who knows? Maybe we actually see a run first offense again, and maybe we all feel insane again, right? Well, didn't Trey Ford win that game against Winnipeg last year? Uh, I am pretty sure because he was playing against his brother. I was uh, no. watching a couple of, was that? I don't believe we won that one, I... no, no. Saskatchewan we won. Yeah. I don't know about that, or, yeah, I really don't know, actually. I don't remember. Was it preseason? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Preseason. I... Was it preseason? It was preseason. Because we won in Winnipeg preseason. Yeah. Uh, I remember that game. Uh, okay, so into the chat here. Uh, so Chris Jones uh, by John Kirby. Chris Jones did say they could use the other two quarterbacks Thursday. Now, I don't necessarily believe that we will see 
too much of Daggy, and if we do, it may be in the second half of the game if Trey Ford absolutely flops. Absolutely flops, right? yes. Uh, Steve Benassi here. I don't think he's being hung out to dry. If he pay, plays badly, it won't be any worse than the other two quarterbacks. Now, the point I'd like to make on that is our offensive line is mm-hmm. Swiss cheese. So until you fix that offensive line, I don't know how much success you're going to see at quarterback. Now, as the offensive play caller, your job is to work around that problem offensive line. You have to make chicken soup out of chicken, you know what. (laughs) And I'm hoping Jerry Jackson can do it. I'm not necessarily sold. Steven Asi also said, oh, he also (laughs) said, "Here's, here's my worry. If the Elks win with Ford, I'm worried that the fans will be calling for Jones' head for not playing him sooner. <sighs> now, who knows? I really don't know exactly what the structure is when it comes to coaching. How much, as quarterbacks coach, how much did Jarius Jackson have say in moving a guy into that starting role? How much did McAdoo have mm-hmm. as a say, right? Because... A lot of people have noticed that all of a sudden McAdoo is out at offense and Trey Ford is all of a sudden starting quarterback. So how the heck did that happen? Is this a McAdoo issue? Yeah, instead of a Chris Jones. I thought about that too. Yeah. So people have wondered, right? And then is it Chris Jones's responsibility for setting Trey Ford in there as starter? And Chris Jones has already said, as we've talked about on the show before, apparently Trey Ford is not practicing up to his standards or up to up to general standards as a football player or as a starting quarterback even because that's the role that everybody is fighting for here so if if chris jones believes that truly maybe that decision ends with chris jones right unfortunately i do not know the definitive on that i do not know the the straight up answer on it what we do know is jerry jackson is coming in to deliver a fresh breath of air to this offense that it really really needs yeah definitely we do have a question here by john so if we win tomorrow will trey ford start next game or is it tomorrow the only time that we will see trey ford starting i believe that he will i mean if he performs he will continue in that position 100 it's like you say it's kind of like a battle for quarterback QB1. Yeah. But at the same time, it could also be a matter of which position they play best. Right? I mean, they put Cornelius in QB3, but he's also the short yardage yeah. quarterback, right? So it might be more of, uh, you know, which strength they have. And perhaps if we're placed in a situation, maybe like we have seen before, of garbage time, and we just need to do something, then maybe they'll bring Diggy in because he seems to be really good at those, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, specific situations. Then it might be something like that, that we just kind of rotate between quarterbacks depending on the play that they want to do. Yeah, well, and performance, right? You said yes. it earlier, performance. That's going to be the key word is performance because if – Trey Ford, if Trey Ford does not get the win, but Trey Ford puts up three touchdowns, one interception, 50 yards running, and 250 yards passing, let's just say. In the dream scenario, that's what you're hoping for from Trey Ford tomorrow. You're not hoping for a win. 
I think going in, I, you should hope, sorry, you should not expect <laughs> a win. You should always hope for a win, but you should never expect a win in this scenario. Fresh quarterback coming in, hasn't played a snap this year um, against the best team, best team in the West for sure right now. Definitely over the 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 BC Lions, I think. Um, so expecting a win out of Trey Ford is not the uh, is it? That's not the answer, and that's not the well, ideal especially mindset. Especially against the Winnipeg Bombers. Let's be real. Yeah, right. It's not now. That's it's not putting him out, you know, for failure out to the wolves or whatever that saying right. is. Hanging um, out to dry. <laughs> It's not bad, but it's just our expectations as fans of him. Yeah. If we go in saying that, okay, just because we change quarterbacks, we suddenly are going to beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, that's no. being delusional. Yeah. Right. That's not, yeah. that's putting too much pressure on a player where everybody should be, you know, rational enough to understand that as a team, as a whole, we're not in the position to necessarily beat the Blue Bombers unless something happens that is just magical and we do. Yeah, no, and I I think this team can. It's what we talked about on the last episode. On paper, this team looked good going in. This team looked competitive on paper. Sure, there was a couple holes and a couple gaps, but overall, this team did not look bad on paper. What has looked bad is zero inning. So we need changes, and we need changes now. They've made two changes. They've made a couple of other changes as well. We have guys coming in. So we're, there's there's hope. There's once again hope. I don't know if there's hope in this game. We're obviously going to show up. We're going to celebrate. We're going to cheer on. We're going we're gonna to make some noise. We're going to make some noise like we always, always do. However, our expectations have once again been checked. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the healthiest thing that we can do for yeah. our own mental health. Let's just. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if Ford wins, as per Stephen Assey here, Ford wins and they don't play him the next game. Oh, the Lord, the fans would go crazy. Yeah, the fans would. I don't yeah. see that scenario happening. I don't There's think no so. way. Uh, $2 hot dogs, Stephen Assey again. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes well, the two. Oh, and John Kirby. Yeah. yeah. That kind of takes us to the next topic, too. Yes, because I see that yeah. other one in there. Okay, so yep. Edmonton Elks fans have started to shy away from Edmonton Elks games, mm-hmm. mostly due to the losses at home. The Elks are projected to have around 18,000, 19,000 K in attendance for tomorrow's game. Is this problem bigger than the home losing streak? Like, the Edmonton Elks are going into a game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Like, it's it's a tough game against a contender. We're talking about a contender. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a Thursday night game. <laughs> There's good potential that the Elks get a butt whooping to go 0-9, which is definitely the worst start. And I think that's the worst start for any CFL team. I I, I don't know what the stat is. We'd have to talk to Mike. Mike I'm sure there's a lot of people online on Twitter that will give you that stat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So definitely tough. Um, but that being said, is this problem with attendance, which 19,000, in my opinion, is not a problem. I think if you're a team in this state, and you're getting 19,000 fans, Yeah, I think you're doing okay, but... Well, I mean, 
first of all, I'm not surprised. I can't blame them. Right. I mean, we have said it before. The team needs to win. If they want to see people coming back into the stands, all it requires is a win. Right. And I think it only requires one win to start bringing people and bringing hope and, you know, bringing them back. But that being said, the attendance hasn't been as bad as some other teams, if you really think about it. No, we had 24,000 at the Mm -hmm. last game. 24,000 at a game that your team is more than likely going to break a a North American record. Yes. Right? A North American losing home streak record. Well, we've said it before. Maybe it is that instance of, you know, bad press is good press and people are just showing up to see what is going to happen next. Are they going to be, either way, they're going to be part of history. whether it is winning or losing so um but i mean it's like you said too tomorrow's game is you know thursday game like who wants to go for myself like i hate the idea of going to a game late at night coming back going to sleep and having to work the next day you know fan game day has always been some sort of ritual to us and it's you know a full day thing and we come back and either we're sad afterwards or we're still you know excited about everything that happened up to the game and you just don't really get that on a Thursday game no and with a Thursday game as well right you wake up we're we're all humans here like we're all working humans that are Mm -hmm. out there maybe we do have some rich viewers uh, (laughs) that do not have to go to work every day and they get to go to like the Royal Mayfair Golf Club and Go live that life, and trust me, I wish I was there. But us common folk. But us common, (laughs) us peasants. We got to wake up. We got to go to work. Um, I have a dentist appointment tomorrow. Uh, We have real life things that are happening on a Thursday, right? So we we got to go through our daily work life ritual tomorrow, and then as soon as I'm done my dentist appointment, I got to rip over, go grab my truck, come back here pack up and we're going to go down to the tailgate everything leading up to the tailgate is an absolute chaotic mess for us <laughs> because of how much we're running around right so yeah. if we're feeling like that a lot of our other fellow fans that are out there in the tailgate are also trying to get some form of game day vibe going yeah they're feeling it too right well definitely and i mean i know just as steve i'm just going to show steve Nassie's comment here Uh, that he says that I think that Victor and management are doing the right things. Uh, You know, obviously, if the team starts winning, the the walk-ups will return. But for now, they're they're really trying. I mean, this whole $2 hot dog thing. I mean, what else are you going to do to bring people in on a Thursday night? Let's throw in some $2 hot dogs and really get that going. Totally, which it's, it's funny because that's kind of like a page out of the Toronto Blue Jays book, right? They started doing the Looney Dog nights. They started getting people in on like a Monday, Tuesday night. I believe it's Toonie Tuesdays as well, right? They're trying to get people in however they can. Now on a Thursday night, there's the stigma around it. People are not the biggest fan of a Thursday night game. We all got to wake up and we all got to go to work the next day after working and then going to the game. Now, Sundays, there's a whole game day tradition around, right? right? Sunday, there's like a whole Sunday football, NFL, America, red, white, and blue. There's like a whole thing (laughs) down in the States with Sunday games. We don't have that yet. 
Saturday games are like our ideal thing, and then Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights is universal. Everybody loves Friday Night Lights. So, you know, do I think, by the way, shout out once again to everybody that's watching right now, our good friend Patrick. My good friend Patrick is watching, so shout out, Patrick. <laughs> um, and yeah, just like John says, Thursday plus weather, because we are also uh, expecting some rain. Yeah, thunderstorms apparently. Um, thunderstorms apparently are going to be rolling in tomorrow, so bring your ponchos, bring all your rain gear. From what I saw last time, from from what I when I checked last on the Weather Channel, it looks like there's going to be a little bit of rain right at the beginning of it and it should clear up, but we live in Edmonton. Never trust the weather forecast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. No. And either way, the hot dogs are cheap enough that you can just cover yourself up with a whole lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> the hot dog poncho. <laughs> so I guess we've kind of talked about our last topic already, but what is your true expectations out of Trey Ford and the Edmonton Elks for tomorrow's game? Well, I don't think we're going to win. <laughs> I don't think we're going to win. I'm being realistic. I am being just honest as to what I have seen and what I'm expecting. I mean, even with changes, right? Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to. Uh, find that chemistry it, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to really get things going get used to the new coaching position to the new place so it might still be a little you know choppy tomorrow yeah. if that's the word but well and i think improvement right yeah improvement <laughs> is the number one thing that we're really looking for from this team <laughs> To score a point, Steve Benassi, yes, that's all that we're hoping for tomorrow. That, you know what? As long as we get a point, I'll be happy. <laughs> just give us one. Even give us a rouge. Just give Anything, us a rouge, please. Do, that's all we ask for. <laughs> Let's just not end on a shutout. And we'll take that as improvement from last game. Yeah, I mean, looking, looking at the last game, right? It was a shutout at home. You can't really get much worse than a shutout at home. So anything is improvement, including a Rouge, Jake Julian, Dean Faithful, even Trey Ford himself. We really don't care who gets the first point and how <laughs> they get it. All we know is that we need points at home. So that's that's a good expectation from Steve Benassi there. Thanks, Steve. Uh, our good, You're just setting the bar real low. <laughs> a good friend of ours, uh, JP, here. They need a miracle and to uh, to go to game to have, they need a miracle and go to a game they need to have like 75 percent off all merch we appreciate uh the opinion jp unfortunately <laughs> i don't think the elks can necessarily afford a 75 percent off fire sale yeah uh zero points was tough steve it was the mini helmet yes so let's talk about that real quick the edmonton elks have just un unveiled mm -hmm. last week the new indigenous logo that they will be using the bc lions have used an indigenous logo a lot of other teams have uh got in on that it's a it's a great way to celebrate uh indigenous folk right yep. now with that logo it's a very very beautiful logo we do actually have the inside scoop we have just received a message from one of our friends at the edmonton elks team store 
We're going to tell you right now exactly what they're going to be selling tomorrow. Oh. Oh, he's going to read for his phone. It's a leak. It's a... <laughs> Just exclusive at the Elks, Elks Call. Elks exclusive. Elks Call exclusive. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> All right. So it looks like they're going to have t-shirts, full-size helmet decals, possibly coffee mugs. So that's not confirmed yet. The coffee mugs is not confirmed. And then mini helmets and hoodies are online order only. Oh, that's so good to know. online, online exclusives. Know. We're going to post that, obviously. As soon as we get off of the Elks call yes. here, we're going to be posting up about that. The logo is fresh, JP. It is, is a fresh. very beautiful logo. We expect all of this gear to sell out. Definitely. Tomorrow, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I logged into the website today just to see what the merch was going to look like. And there were no pictures whatsoever. No. So, <laughs> so we went, I actually ended up going down to the team store. So Catherine was doing the online, uh, online <laughs> merch uh, scoop. She's looking for that scoop. And I was in the team store today. We, we take our job seriously. Very, very. Unpaid we, jobs. But... We do not get paid. It is beautiful. <laughs> so anyways, we ended up actually getting all this information today. We were told that it was going to happen basically on game day. So that's why we 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 told everybody that earlier on in the week. Mm. John here says that they hope to have it by noon. Yeah. So, and they, that's also what I heard today was that they're still receiving the shipments for everything. So mm -hmm. they rushed really hard to get all that merch in. It's going to be, it's going to be some pretty hot items. So you will be able to find it in the team store. Most of it, though, is going to be up in the concession. So if the team store runs out, you have to be in Commonwealth Stadium to get the rest of that gear. Uh, oh, nice. Mick Aussie's in the chat. What up, Mick? Mick also brings up a really good point that we just want to quickly touch on. The fan incident last week that ended up happening, uh, a, fan was, uh, a, a fan was kicked out uh, that was wearing a bag on their head. We also I heard think it was multiple fans, actually. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, that, I think, that were kicked out. I think there were a couple of groups that multiple individuals were kicked out for wearing a bag over their head. Right, but it wasn't necessarily the bag over the head. Yeah. It was because of the fact that they were yelling obscenities at everybody around them. In the video that went viral and the article and everything else, everything surrounding that incident, what the people didn't see, or a lot of people didn't even realize, that's a section of long-time Edmonton Elks and Edmonton Eskimos mm -hmm. fans. Those people have been through a lot, mm -hmm. and there is a lot that you can do before they get to that reaction. Yeah. The reason why they reacted in that way is because that individual was actually yelling obscenities, and I think we heard something I, through the grapevine, well, you know, potentially through security I actually, on that. No, and I actually heard it. Remember last last week on the Elks call, we touched on that subject a little bit. Right. And I said that, well, well I'm not going to tell anybody how to fan. If somebody wants to express their displeasure and how unhappy they are with the team by putting a bag over their head, whatever, that's their prerogative. You do you. Yeah. But the problem is, and the problem that I had with that whole situation was the disrespect, right? So now when, when you start acting out, when you start, you know, perhaps you've had a little too much to drink, perhaps you let your anger get the best of you, 
whatever the situation may be but once you start disrespecting those people around you and you start doing certain things that other people may think offensive now that's beyond just having a bag over your head oh exactly and and even to bring up the fact that obviously mick is in in here but also the fact that mick had his bag out he was making a video on it we were in it i kind of like laughed and shook my head in the background or whatever it was fun that's that's mick was doing his thing he's making a joke out there and he wasn't being disrespectful he wasn't saying any swears he wasn't calling anybody down for what they were doing mick was just standing outside of commonwealth stadium making a joke about selling paper bags right do your thing chicken wing that's cool you do whatever you want because you're not harming any other fans but as soon as you wear a bag on your head and then you use that as an excuse to hide your face and yell obscenities and to call people down well now we have a problem uh john kirby here yeah well john that's what i was gonna say he just says that the fan is coming back tomorrow he says that he's been doing it all season with no issues so what changed yeah something had to have changed right (laughs) Right? so and again we've seen it before um we've seen it in our section and other sections walking around the concourse people have a little too much to drink they get into this you know kind of way about them that they start especially in a group kind of environment right if you have several people that have their backs up their heads they've had a little too many drinks and they start yelling and they start screaming and it turns into more and more and if people are telling them to shut up or and they get offended it does it can escalate really really quickly so at the same time this is not uh edmonton elks issue right security and everything is run by the city so if they were told to get out it's not by the organization it's not security is run by the city well and and to bring bring up a point on that we had a, an incident with security at the first game of the season this year our first home game i was blowing my horn security came down and told me that i couldn't blow the horn that the they trump. were that they were banned that it was on oh, the website yes. that she said that it was on the website that they had been banned so i went upstairs i wanted some popcorn and i looked at the concession the store the team store that they have at the concessions and i saw that they were selling the horns so I approached them and I said, hey, how come they told us that these are banned if you guys are still selling them? And it was the workers, the Edmonton Elks workers that told us that that was incorrect, that that was not something that the website said, that whoever told us that was not, did not have the right information. Yeah. Yeah. And the Elks went ahead and corrected that that action immediately, right? Mm. If you actually go talk to the Edmonton Elks, which when somebody's getting kicked out, the Edmonton Elks don't point at somebody and say, hey, remove this guy. Mm-hmm. Security does that. The Edmonton Elks aren't out here to to refrain you from sitting in <laughs> seats when they really, <laughs> really need fans in the seats Even if right you're now. three sheets to the wind, as you were saying, <laughs> they rely on that and the beer sales to yeah. make some money this year. So I guarantee you that they're not going to be the ones telling you to stop purchasing their beverages and food no. and well no, let's be real too right this team does not need any more negative press this <laughs> team is already in the dirt in the media's in the media's views and eyes and feet mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean 
this team cannot get many wins right now at all. So the media is watching over this team like Hawks. And that's yeah. fair. But bad press is good press, as we, as we just said. So if, if, if this were the Edmonton Elks, they would have had to have an extremely good reason to get rid of this fan in order to take on the bad press. Because they cannot handle any more hits. They do not want <laughs> any more negative press, right? They cannot handle this anymore. So uh, All I got to say is, if you want to wear a bag over your head and show your displeasure for the team, by all means, just, as I said it before, don't be an a-hole. Yeah, well, <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Don't, don't be yelling obscenities. <laughs> do your thing. We see it as a pre- peaceful protest. Yeah. Honest, honestly, Anybody wearing the bags on their heads, it's a peaceful protest. You're not supposed to be yelling obscenities at people. You're not supposed to be discouraging other people from showing their fandom or anything like that. It's not our preferred way to peacefully protest. We're still going to go to the games and just probably cry looking at the orange lights at the scoreboard (laughs) at Commonwealth Stadium. Those same lights, little LEDs that have haunted us for... Well, since 2019, <laughs> realistically, but uh, sorry, I got wow. a little bit dark there. But uh, <laughs> no, but you know, do do you do you in the land of fan protest? You do you, but as long as you're not infringing upon anybody else's experience, then you're good. And uh, like Steve says, it is a family. It's event. a family event. Like yep. just keep in mind that there's kids running around. Yep. Right? they're they're everywhere hey like i'm no saint i have definitely had my western conference western western final western final 2015 definitely had a couple of beers definitely swore a little bit after we got the win against the stampeders i definitely swore a little bit after that and that was to the sky and it was not directed to anybody <laughs> in front of me right I ain't no saint. Um, I'm sure I'm going to have another swear that slips out at some point in the stands as well. But we aren't trucker mouths. We don't we don't spew that. And especially because there's so many kids in our section. Section X, there's a lot of the opposition's families right around us. There's there's a family. uh, There's a there's been a family in our area every single game. Yeah. So there's no need to to, uh, be yelling obscenities or to be calling it anybody else down or out. Alrighty, everybody. So, uh, what do we got here for the rest of the chat? Um, Steve, I wasn't crying. It was the onions of the hot dog. That's, <laughs> that's what Scouts says all the time, too. Yes, exactly. And to let everybody know, for tomorrow's Edmonton Elks tailgate party, we are doing smoked meatball subs with sauce from... Live listener, Steve Benassi. <laughs> so Steve Benassi brought us some awesome yes. tomato sauce, some awesome pasta sauce. We're going to use that. They as, are in the smoker as we As we speak. speak. We are currently smoking <laughs> meat while we are doing the podcast. So uh, it's going to be freshly smoked within 24 hours. We're very, very excited to hopefully feed everybody. Um, especially with the weather being pretty wet tomorrow. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to have a, have a warm, you know, a belly warmer, (laughs) a belly warmer. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be good. All right. Our fan forum is officially closed. Guys, that was good. That was fun. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you to everybody in the in the uh, chat as well. Obviously, keep chatting. We're going to be reading through your messages here. Uh, next up, it is the Edmonton Sports Update. Alrighty. So the Edmonton Stingers are officially out of the CBL playoffs at the hands of the Calgary Surge. We will keep you updated on future episodes about Edmonton Stingers news and highlights. The Edmonton Riverhawks are also done for the season. The Hawks went 11 and 16 to finish sixth in the North Division. Their season wrapped up with a record attendance of over 100,000 fans. It was great. Congratulations, Edmonton. They did wonders for the Edmonton economy this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes we can't see. uh, And the Sherwood Park Crusaders and the Elks are to have an exciting announcement coming soon. Stay tuned to our socials for this update. We are the Elks Herd. You're up to date. Yay. Yay. (laughs) All right. So just like uh, on the radio station that may not be named 1260 (laughs) uh we got our own little commercial break here which is where i talk about our affiliates massive royalretros.com we got 10 percent off for you to celebrate the usfl birmingham stallions winning the 2023 championship go ahead and use code stampede for that 10 percent off giddy up (laughs) And then Things Engraved is the official merchandise supplier for the Elks Herd. So, and Shotgun Sports as well. So head on over to Things Engraved. We always have the link in the descriptions. Mm -hmm. There's always something on sale over at Things Engraved. Like, I'll check the catalog and I'll take a look with our little, it's got an elk (laughs) on the front and everything. They did a great job over there. And I'll check and there's like a random thing on sale every single time. And sometimes it's 10% off, 20% off. Uh, go ahead and check it out. Support the herd. And then we have a new affiliate announcement: Canadian soap manufacturer Lather. Scout is very excited about this. Oh, Lather guys! Uh, we have a we actually have a video on our YouTube channel. We reviewed Lather soaps. They sent us the package. It's absolutely amazing. The boys are using cotton candy. I've ran through the sandalwood bur- sandalwood <laughs> bourbon. And I'm running through the sandalwood vanilla. So uh, lather, we get 10% off. I want to say our code is shotgun sports 15. We'll get you the code for that, but it's 15% off over at lather. Uh, we'll make sure that we put that in our yeah, descriptions definitely. going forward as well. I have never seen somebody so excited about soap, but they do smell great. Oh, <laughs> oh they're great. Okay. I'm not going to dig into that. No. All right. So for our last segment, we got to talk about us. This is the more you didn't know. Yeah. And if you have any questions for us. Yeah, please. Please put them in the chat. Um, I mean, we've been around. We've talked to you person to person. One to, you know. We're family by now, guys. Oh, fan. We're family. <laughs> We're family. And uh, yeah, so if you have any questions for us, go ahead. But we will also be talking about very specific topic so that you get to know us a little bit better as well you know what's stronger than jamin pelly what family oh my gosh (laughs) okay (laughs) all right so guys the more you didn't know uh where i guess we're gonna interview each other 
Catherine, <laughs> what was your defining moment as uh, in becoming a fan of the green and gold? Oh, that's a, I mean, I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but for those that don't know, I'm actually a very new Edmonton Elks fan. Um, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I started going to games and watching games. So, and this is something so new to me because I had never seen a single sporting event. I had never been to a sporting event. I could not tell you anything about hockey or even soccer and I'm from Mexico so that's saying something and you know it was it was a very big change but I think the defining moment was when I finally went to see a game live and I I am a very um what's the what's the word like I like puzzles and I like things like chess and I like making sense of things in front of me and seeing a football game made me think of chess, to be honest. <laughs> and and by seeing that and being able to decipher every single play and seeing it from that point of view, it just hooked me. And it was great. And I, I found it extremely entertaining and I was absolutely hooked. So that was it. My defining moment was kind of putting the parallel of you know football and chess and me trying to decipher the plays and try to understand the game and then suddenly I was a big fan I mean everything else that you see here back here came after thanks to scout of course <laughs> big super fan and I just embraced it and now it's uh it's part of who I am well and I, I actually know your introduction to sports in general so you got to learn hockey and watch Everything Team Canada. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, so here's hockey. Uh, you want to check out football? Here's the Green Bay Packers. And really, I think you actually you actually started watching football, watching Packers. Yes. Yes, so, I did. So, yeah, mm -hmm. so you got to see NFL football, and then all of a sudden you got to see Canadian football, which was mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. Um, so how about you? My defining moment as a fan of the green and gold. I have talked about this on the Turf District. Shout out to our friends over at the Turf District. Uh, once upon a time, I actually wrote an article about this too. Wow. We're a media company now. This is amazing. <laughs> Anyways, so I ended up getting a package from my company that I work for, DSL. Uh, they ended up giving me a package for the Edmonton Elks. Came with a shirt. I guess I was working hard enough that I was deserving of the prize or I was entering a draw or whatever. So they they were like, hey, Edmonton Eskimos tickets. You get this whole prize package with a shirt and everything else. And they ended up uh, sending me to the game. And it was a Riders game. And there was a yellow rally towel. And there's people screaming in my face. And I, we got beat that game. We definitely got beat that game. But... I thought it was just the most amazing experience having been to a hockey game, seeing, you know, the 10,000 people, that's cool. Mm -hmm. 10 to uh, 15,000, 18,000 if it's Rogers place, but you get to see all those people in that tight little area and you're like, well, like this is a good crowd. Excuse me. So for the Edmonton, Edmonton Eskimos to see 30,000 people, 40,000 people out there, it was just mind blowing. And the horns and the cowbells and the cheering and everything else that went with it. It was just absolutely amazing. So that was really good. Yeah, um, we do have a question here by John. If you had to add three items to the football stadium to make game day experience better, what would it be? 
This is a good question. This is a really good question, John. Uh, hmm. Three things to make it better. If I had to add now, I'm going to say replace because I believe that the sound system definitely needs an upgrade over at Commonwealth Stadium. I was going to say. <laughs> the building was designed to have a roof, but I do not see a roof coming for Commonwealth Stadium at this point. Uh, grass, natural grass. So then that way you can actually have international friendly competitions uh, between UEFA teams, uh, FIFA. You can still do FIFA qualifiers and everything else, although the plastic pitches is something that Team Canada really likes to play on and they're really comfortable with playing on. Dang, what would be a third one to add to Commonwealth Stadium? Um, I want to say an area for food trucks. I would say an area no, for food trucks. No, but that would take away from uh, the tailgater. Okay, then a Rum <laughs> Hut 2.0. So out in Winnipeg at Investors Group Field, they have something called Rum Hut. Rum Hut 2.0 is the, obviously the new version of it. Rum Hut 2.0, we need something like that, a little party area, not 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 an area for you to stand in, but something something that kind of goes around Commonwealth, you know? Something that people can go out, they're not necessarily watching the game, but they're in the stadium, they're in an area, and they're partying. The concourses are old. Yeah. Let's be real. And when you're in the concourse, you're in like a brick house. So yeah. you're not really getting that full outdoor open air experience that you are when you go to Ramaha 2.0 in investors group field. Yes. No, I agree on that. Um, I mean, I have been to Rogers place and I have been to which one's the one in Toronto that we went to see. Oh, the Sky Dome yes. Rogers center. Rogers place and Rogers center. And you've so not been to center. Rogers arena yet. You have not been to Rogers. <laughs> I have not. Uh, but it was just that. Yeah, I do agree. It does seem kind of a little dungeony in a way, yeah. walking around, uh, you know, Commonwealth in the concourse. So maybe adding a little bit of extra lights, adding a little bit of, uh, you know, something just to express yeah. it up. And um, maybe mini donuts on the other side. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay, so JP, Mexico Lookout, uh, John Kirby did ask if we were going to be at, at Metallica. Yes, yes, we got our two-day pass. We're definitely going to be there for that. And I think they show a movie in between, by the way. Metallica nice. does a movie I am so on, excited. The, on the second day in between. So uh, John, are you going? How will you tell us in the chat? Yeah. Also, uh, he did say before we go to that, that he thinks that game, game day programs and collector cups would be great. I think game day programs would be great. Game day programs. So we used to have the Edmonton Sun. Edmonton Sun used to make a game day newspaper. So that when you walk in the doors, when you walk in the gates, you grab your paper, you go oh, sit down in your seat, cool. and you go be old. And I don't <laughs> care what anybody says. That game day paper, even back in 2013 and 2014 when I first started going to games, the game day paper was amazing. I, I loved it. Yeah. So, yes, I cool. agree. And, and collectible cups. Collectible cups would definitely be something that they can uh, cash in sell. on. They would sell. Yeah, imagine every mm -hmm. year. Not every game. It doesn't have to be every game. Maybe you have two different cups in a year, let's say, if you really wanted to add variety. But what if there was a collectible cup, year-specific, and there should be one for season ticket holders as well. But mm. well, yeah. 
what if you had a specific game day cup? You go into the stadium and you can collect that cup, and then in the second half of the season or Labor Day, even Labor Day, make a special one for the Labor Day Classic, right? Something like an elk wrangling a horse, like something yeah. just make it ridiculous, right? Where's the AI? Let's do an AI. But part. there's a lot of AI. Yeah. So, but if you did something like that, yes, that would be amazing for sure. Um, uh, Stephen Assi asked. What oh. province in Mexico are you from? Kevin? I am actually from Mexico City. I was born and raised, and I moved to Canada when I was 14, which is why I have an accent, and sometimes I struggle with words, but, or, you know, if I drink a little too much, the Mexican comes out, but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so that's why I know that football is actually a really big thing in Mexico, but I am not, I don't come from a family that is very into sports yeah so that that was the main reason why i was never introduced to sports in general but once uh once i met this guy that changed totally and <laughs> i guess if i can speak on that real quick um one of the greatest events we've ever been to in commonwealth stadium very mm. relevant it's still elk-minded conversation oh, it was a great event so canada versus mexico is that what we're talking about? Yes. Okay, good. Canada versus <laughs> Mexico in Commonwealth Stadium. Minus 10 outside. For the two days leading up to it, it was nothing but snow. Nothing but snow. Uh, destroying the field. It was just piling up on the field. <laughs> the Mexican reporters. There's memes going around. <laughs> like, what is this place? Yeah, and it was... It, there was a weird hype behind it. It was mm -hmm. something that you don't feel very often. Like, our, our Canadian national team is all of a sudden playing the mexican national team and it's in edmonton and we have a snowstorm and we were already scheduled for those two games but canada was banking on the cold because mm -hmm. all of these canadians are they're, they're canadians they have ice in their veins the only way you're gonna beat mexico is if you freeze them out which they did and really <laughs> i mean to see forty thousand plus show up for that especially when we had been to so many edmonton elks games right Catherine and I had been to already the full 2021 or 2022 season, sorry, and 2021 yeah. without any okay. wins. Mm -hmm. And Team Canada is coming to play, and they're making it their the ice Teca for the night. <laughs> Man, was that ever a relief did, to see a home win at Commonwealth like, Stadium? For you, I was still cheering for Mexico. Oh yeah, I that's mean, right. I was... <laughs> yeah, you didn't get the home win. <laughs> but I, I don't think that I, I didn't know that there were so many Mexicans here in Edmonton and I'm pretty sure every single Mexican was in Commonwealth at that point oh yeah and it was amazing it was it was packed nobody cared about the cold no my parents snuck in some tequila in their bags oh it was it, great it was it was an amazing <laughs> experience right um I I had never gotten to see a true a true soccer football mm -hmm. match I'd never actually gotten to see our national team. I'd watched a couple games on TV, obviously. Um, I, I was indeed very, very interested, and I had supported them, and I played soccer when I was younger. So this was still something that really mattered to me. But to get to see that match, that was just something that I don't think we're ever going to see again. It's just like when people are talking about the Heritage Classic from 2002, right? right? Every or 2003. Uh, no, 2000, yeah, 2003. Um, that Heritage Classic for everybody, the people talk about it, it's just like the ACDC 2009. There's certain events that happen at Commonwealth Stadium that are magical. There are certain things, 2015 Western Final, uh, magical. 
ACDC 2009, magical. Canada versus Mexico, magical. The Edmonton Elks break the losing streak. Magical. I can tell you that every single fan that has endured, just like our fellow fans down in Section X, every other section out there, (laughs) breaking the losing streak is going to feel like probably like a gray cup and i hate to make that comparison because we are so far from a great cup i right don't now. even know what a home feel home win feels home, like there you, you don't go. even know you what home know field advantage i don't even like. know what home is <laughs> yeah it's i have not seen a single home win here at edmonton for the edmonton no so but... when that happens like i don't know what to expect I don't know how people act when there's a win. I don't know what I'm going to see. Right? And I am very excited to see exactly what's going to go, what's going to go down when that happens. So. so, but you have seen your favorite team win at home. And I know you have. So why yes. don't you tell us about your other teams that you like? Oh, well, I, of course, the Edmonton Oilers. And that's, again, you know, bringing it back to the fact that I am a brand new sports fan. Right. Just, this is going to be my third year going into being a fan of the Edmonton Elks as well as the Edmonton Oilers because you know when I first started getting into hockey and started watching hockey uh scout gave me the option right what what team do you want to cheer for you have these options you can cheer for the Edmonton Oilers or you can cheer for the Toronto Maple Leafs (laughs) and me not you know I'm a a naive uh you know Mexican girl here (laughs) that didn't know I came to the conclusion that I live in Edmonton so it would make the most sense for me to cheer for the Edmonton Oilers, which I am very, very glad that I did that and made them made that decision. So um, that being said, I have been cheering on the Oilers for the past three years, and it's been just as fun, and it's been fantastic. I have seen some wins here, yeah. thankfully, at Rogers Place, and it's always a grand old time. Oh, totally. And then for myself, I'm a Leafs fan, Raptors fan. Cheer on! We both cheer on Stingers wherever we can. Uh, for the big ones, Blue Jays, we're going to be going to Toronto here right away to go see our Elks take on the Argos, and then a Blue Jays playoff game, hopefully, and then Leafs versus Habs on that trip. So it might be a little sporty. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, big Leafs fan myself, and then <laughs> Toronto Toronto Raptors, obviously a huge fan of these guys all of my life. I was at the uh, championship parade in 2019. So we actually covered that as Shotgun Sports under Shotgun Sports Courtside. Mm-hmm. So I was actually live reporting or live doing live video feed down at the parade. So that was wild. I've, I've gotten to have some great sports moments. I've seen the Leafs win here a bunch. I've never actually seen the Leafs play in Toronto. <laughs> so I'm really hoping I get to knock that off the bucket list. Going back to the uh, concert conversation, Steve Benassi and uh, John. So John was saying Rolling Stones concert in the early 90s, Phil Collins, Genesis. um, Both of them were at the stadium. Rolling Stones, I think after that one, they said they would not play here again, I want to say. Or that was like the last one. It was either that or 2000. That marked the last time that they were playing here. And then Pink Floyd. Yes, Steve Benassi, Pink Floyd. uh, Like that is... That is would be an amazing show to see. That would have been, Stadium. yeah, definitely. That would have been amazing. Um, no, I'm not going to Vancouver to see the Raptors. I did see them down in Calgary many years back. Did not get those tickets uh, to Rogers because it was two hundred dollars a ticket. Oof. You remember when we were looking yeah. at it? 
Um, okay, so Catherine, mm-hmm. I guess we're 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 running a little over here. We'll go ahead and wrap this up with the last question. What keeps you going as an Elks fan despite the on-field issues? Um, well, I think for myself, it's a little bit different than say the long-time super fans. Mostly because, and I mentioned this last time as well, um, being a new fan means that I don't necessarily have the emotional attachment to the Edmonton Eskimos, as a lot of people have, right? I was able to come in with this brand new restructuring. So there are certain things that I know create a lot of issues for super fans or older fans that don't necessarily apply to me. So I'm able to be a little bit more uh, subjective, I guess, in certain aspects of what I see happening with the Edmonton Elks fans. That being said, I do understand the concept of fan loyalty, right? I don't, even though I'm not necessarily, I haven't been a fan for more than three years, that doesn't mean that I understand the whole concept of bandwagon fans, as you call them, or fans right. that as soon as they start losing, they decide to jump ship and go somewhere else. I don't believe in that, right? If I made a decision that I am going to cheer for a specific team, regardless of my reasons for it, I am going to stick to those. And I also understand because even though, it, once again, I'm a new fan, sports fan, I am, I have been immersing myself in a lot of sports history and seeing a lot of history of different sports um, fandoms as well, as we see with the Blue Jays or, you know, even the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs, right? Yeah. That you will always go through periods of bad times. There were, you can't win all the time. And one of the things that I know for sure with the Edmonton Eskimos is that they were perhaps a little spoiled with a lot of really amazing wins and a lot of really good years that now perhaps the fans expect a little bit more of them, which is fine. But there's also that sense that you have to understand that there's always going to be bad times. And just like a couple of our super fans that have been on the show before, yeah, I can't wait until that happens because I haven't had that. I haven't been able to feel a win. I, ha- I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what it is like to have that home wing and just absolutely go nuts and scream for your team in Commonwealth. And I, uh, I can't Commonwealth. wait for that. In Commonwealth. In Commonwealth, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I can't wait for that. So well, that is what keeps me going. And you got to remember, right? Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. No. Razor, razor Ramon. <laughs> got to love that one. I was, I've been waiting to drop that on you. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I guess I would say for myself, what keeps me going through this? Well, we're the Elks herd. Uh, <laughs> more importantly, though, I've gotten to be a part of the 2015 Grey Cup season from beginning to end. I've had <laughs> I've had the pleasure of meeting this team and getting little pieces of Edmonton sports history signed for me. I've had the team have my back as a fan, right from Derek Yeomans all the way down to Christine 
at the team store outside of what we do and this is you know going back many years cooper langley big shout out to cooper langley wherever he is right now (laughs) he was at the team store and that guy like fixed every single i i screwed up once i screwed up once and he still fixed my screw up like the edmonton eskimos edmonton elks this organization has treated me really well and i came in on a losing season i came in on a really bad season 2013 you know, think we weren't on fire because our name was the Eskimos, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we weren't in a twenty-one game losing streak, and we didn't have all of these issues that we're currently seeing with the team right now. What keeps me going? If this team didn't have Victor Kui at the helm, I don't think I would feel the same as I do right now. Victor finds a way to instill his positivity and his energy in you like he 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 somehow you know kind of keeps you going knowing fully well that he's working his derriere off as a fan and he's going and taking the tongue lashings every day he's taking the twitter twitter beatings every day and you know he sees oh he obviously he very obviously sees if you take victor it's the same thing as us right we tell everybody go ahead and tag us on twitter Tag us wherever you want because we'll go ahead and we'll reshare it and we'll bring awareness to what you tw- what you post or tag us in. Sorry, as long as it's nothing that goes against standard protocols, right? As long as you're not swearing and saying something extremely negative. And there's a difference between negative and constructive. You can always say constructive, like everything we've mm-hmm. talked about tonight in the Elks call mentioning hey what can we add to commonwealth to improve that's constructive well this team really has a problem at o-line and we need to solve it that's still constructive that's mm-hmm. not negative that's you're you're stating the facts there oh well we need to change the name back because this team is cursed okay well there's your negative right yeah and believe in what you want we're not going to tell you how to fan you can you can say whatever you want. At the end of the day, what we look for is are you passionate or are you not? If you're passionate, you're trying to be constructive. That means that you still care. If you don't care, and the people are still talking about the Elks right now. People still care. People still care about this organization. People still care about this team. Yes, the team sucks on the field right now. We all know that. But with things like the tailgate, the kids club, that kids camp was great for the kids. That kids camp was amazing. And the boys walked away from the kids camp with a newfound appreciation, respect. And then they're also throwing spirals like crazy <laughs> out there now when they throw the ball. So all of those little moments for them, they're going to remember that. And they're more likely to go to games. That's what this team organization, this is what the organization has mm-hmm. been missing for years. They've been missing that, that gap, get the kids into Commonwealth stadium. and. Bring them up as fans too, right? So, um, to end this off, um, we have here, yeah, I need, I do need the Razor Ramon toothpick, Steve Benassi, and then, yes, nope. John has season tickets to the Elk Stingers and Edmonton Oil Kings, huge sports ambassador. Thank you, John, for doing all of the sports duties out there. And then as well, he also asked, how many current season ticket holders do you think will renew this September, October? Uh, I honestly don't know the number. How many do I think? I want to say around 80% because of the on-field product. I don't know if we start seeing some improvements. 
They may renew. They may renew. Right now, I would say an 80% renew yeah. rate. I, don't... I think it's just what we said. We need we need wins. Yeah. Everything will be a lot better as soon as we start winning. Right. And that includes renewals. Yep. For that. No, so. and then here Chris Jones brought on a fan, brought a fan on the field during uh during practice this week. So yeah, so Andrew Hoskins, mm-hmm. host of the Turf District podcast. He actually was out there in the stand sitting there and Chris Jones uh, invited his kid out onto the field. Kid went out and actually did a little bit of practice with the Edmonton Elks. So yes, thanks John for mentioning that because that's something that we had talked about earlier this week on Twitter is there is many positives around this team. There's many positives. The Popeye's chicken pop-up. Like that was a (laughs) crazy, that was a crazy, crazy good event. The kids camp, that was great. Um, practices and bringing kids onto the field and giving yeah. them those memories, right? Which is why a lot of us are here. A lot of us are at Commonwealth Stadium to make memories. As if I'm not going to remember every single loss we had this season, right? But after a couple of years, I can tell you that I'm not going to remember every loss. What I'm going to remember is all of the experiences that we've had in the tailgate, meeting Taylor Cornelius's mom and wife. That was a great experience. <laughs> Jamin swinging by and making sure, uh, me making sure that that guy got fed on that pork belly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and we got to have a great conversation. Um, who else? Victor, Victor and his family have rolled through and they've taken pictures uh, at our speaker's corner. So yeah. Yeah. S- speaking of which, before we go, we want to remind everybody, Edmonton Elks tailgate party tomorrow. Lot number 44 and lot A, we're going to have Speaker's Corner. So feel free to come and take some pictures at our photo yes. booth called Speaker's Corner. I'm really, really hoping with some infrastructure and IT expertise tonight that a hurdy sign gets made for our meat barbecue <laughs> section of the tailgate. Herdies. We have a new Hurdy's logo. Oh. So it's kind of like our see to avoid the, the the copyright. But we got the meat. But we got the meats. <laughs> we will be uh, doing up that smoked meatball subs. I have to go to these smoked meatballs right away. Yes, freshly it. smoking it for you right now. Yes, and then tailgate trivia, guys. Anytime you want to come down, ask us a trivia question. Just roll on up to number forty-four. You're gonna see us there. Say, hey, what's the trivia question of the day? And we're going to hit you with one. Uh, and then you're going to get some stickers, possibly a keychain, and possibly an Edmonton Elk sticker as well. Yeah. So, guys, come on down. It's going to be a good time. You know, like we said, the Edmonton Elks game, sure, we're not winning right now on the field. We may not win tomorrow. But we'll have a good time. You're going to be full. <laughs> you're going to have a good time. You can come hide underneath our rain canopy if you want. And uh, we can we can be family. Oh be family. my lord, he's gonna make that a thing. He's gonna make it a hashtag. God, hashtag hashtag family. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for this episode. A lot of thank viewers you. tonight. A lot of great questions. Uh, oh, just a reminder from John Kirby: TSN Plus is now paid service within the TSN app. Yes, you do have to pay for it. Guys, thanks again. No, let's see Benassi on one last final thought. Now the darkness only stays. It stays in the nighttime. In the morning, it will fade away. Daylight is good at arriving at the right time. It's not always going to be this great. George Harrison. I love, love it. Love it. That was, that was a, 
Thank you, Steve. That, that was, was a, a really... way better closing that we could have done. Yeah. We, we should look up quotes. Close and a Rolling, Sto- Rolling Stones one to go. I know. That, right? It was beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, this was an awesome episode. We're going to go ahead and get it up everywhere right now. And we are going to get those meatballs off the smoker. Guys, my name is Scout, a.k.a. The Rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, a.k.a. Do You Even Elks? We thank are, you so much. Thank you. We are the Elks Herd, <laughs> and we are signing off. Cheers, guys. <laughs>